Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. I know it was probably like unintended by the filmmakers, but all throughout this today, I just wanted to have Maccas during the founder. Yeah, me too. It's Big Mac. Big chicken. I don't like Mac Big Mac so much. Do you not? I'm an Angus sort of guy. Mm, of course you are. Okay. <laughs> Do you know in the UK they call burgers sandwiches? Mm, no. Like on the menu it says it's sandwiches. No, it's not a sandwich, is no. it? Do they call sandwiches burgers then? What do they call hot dogs? A hot dog sandwich. It's one of the questions of our time. <laughs> Hello, would you like fries with that? <laughs> this is I Only Like You. My name's Lonnie, I'm here with my girlfriend, Sine. Hello. Neither of us have ever worked at McDonald's, but I hear it's fine to do that. We've seen the founder this week. That's why. It's a movie about the um, beginnings of Maccas, as we call it here down under. You're <laughs> <laughs> idiot. But before we get to that... A topic very close to Sine's heart. Mm-hmm. Some would say her whole childhood was about this thing. Yeah. Mario. Yeah. And the new app, the Mario game app called Mario Run. Okay. So I'm going to paint a picture for you. The decade is 1990. A young Sine sits on the sofa with a Nintendo, Super Nintendo controller playing... Which Mario was it? Playing Mario. She gets to the hard levels and goes, oh no, how do I defeat Bowser? How do I get past this lava bit? And passes it to her dad, who gets her past that tough bit and hands her back the controller. This is my childhood summed up. I love Mario. Our first dog was called Yoshi in honour of the beautiful green dinosaur that exists in Mario World. So... When Lonnie turns to me and says, holy shit, Mario Run is now on iPad, a great platform game where you just press buttons and Mario like jumps and stuff and collects coins. I was ecstatic. So little me went back to my childhood, sat on the sofa with Lonnie's iPad and just collected all those bloody delicious coins, didn't I? Got to the third level. Went to click on the castle. Oh, big scary bit. I can do that now. I'm a big girl. But you know what it says, Lonnie? You have to pay. You have to pay to play the rest of the game. That's not on. They give you three, like, tiny test levels and you have to pay for the rest of it. That took, like, 30 seconds each to defeat. I just feel like I'd be fine if you had to purchase at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Don't trick me. Don't lull me into a false sense of security, playing on the nostalgia from my childhood about finally being able to play Mario. And then three levels in, tell me I have to pay $15.99 to get the rest of the game. It's not on. Why is no one outraged by this? They should be. Like, that's a probably a pretty good price for a Mario game. 
However, it's only on the iPad and iPhone, you know. It's not. It's not real Mario. Like, he moves on his, of his own accord. He jumps automatically over the creatures and stuff. Like, I just, no. But it's fine, you know. You take what you can get. What would have been a good price, you reckon, if they had to have a price? Um, free. They should pay me <laughs> to play it. It's funny, that thing. Like, if, if we see an Xbox game, like, at, at EB for cheap, it's like, you know, $15, that'd be a good price for it. It's but interesting, I'm not... like, in-app purchases. If it's 99 cents, <laughs> no, thank you. You're like, oh, a <laughs> bit steep. <laughs> so you know what I've been doing now? What? I've just been replaying those three free levels. Oh, <laughs> you did yesterday when you had my iPad. Yes. I'm trying to get all the pink coins. I got mm. all the pink coins in one level. And you know what you have to get next? Purple coins. And wow. they're harder. They're in different positions. So I guess it is kind of still enjoyable, but uh, no. I'd rather just play the Mario game we've got for our Nintendo. Imagine if you bought a book and you got three chapters in <laughs> and they were like, no, you've got to pay an extra... Well, to no, read the rest. Sorry. Yeah, the book was free up until a point, and then you got to pay more money to read the rest of it. I think that's what I'm most annoyed about, the the audacity of letting me download this free thing yeah, and then being like slipping it in like, oh, sorry, you have to pay for the rest. Like, come see this free movie this afternoon. You go there, you watch 10 minutes of it. And yes. Like, you know, it's actually $15 to see the rest of it. Yes, it is exactly the same. Charge Bloody. me $15 up front, and then I'll decide whether or not I want to purchase it. So now... I don't know. What do I do? I can't spend $15 on a freaking game. You're not made of money, are you? I'm not. But I'm excited now and I want to play the rest of it because I've gotten through the first three. <sighs> there, there. <laughs> there, there. You don't understand because Mario wasn't a part of your childhood. You played what? Like Dragon Ball Z boy game thing? I played a whole bunch of games growing up and I still do when I get the time. I did play some Mario, but when I got to the hard bits, I just gave up. <laughs> I didn't care that much. Why didn't you pass it to your dad and he could get you through the tough bit? My dad's not a game, no, he's gamer. No, he's not. I wouldn't say my dad's a gamer. He's just, dad's good at, like, problem-solving stuff. He just happened to be there when you were No. <laughs> you know, after all this, it just makes me want to get out our Mario Kart and play that on the Wii. Mm. Well, what about that, the new console I did, which was the throwback to the... The original Super, Super Nintendo, or no, the, the first Nintendo. <sighs> Don't talk to me about that. They only made like 100 copies for the world. I wanted nothing more than to have that, and you went to get it for me in a secret special surprise, and they were sold out within the first 10 minutes. Ridiculous. Just creating false um, demand. Yeah, false demand. Is that what it is? Yeah, like if, if they made a million copies and only like half a half million people wanted it, Mm. They'd have all these extra copies, but because it's like... It's limited, it's exclusive. Mm, exactly, exactly. <sighs> if only you could use the coins you collect to Mario. Right? To pay. If only I could transfer Mario coins into real-life currency, we'd be rich. <laughs> we'd be living in a mansion. <laughs> <laughs> well, somewhere else you can spend coins is Macca's, <laughs> McDonald's, restaurant. Restaurant? Yeah, I guess so. Fast food restaurant. Hmm. We've seen The Founder this week. It's a new film with Michael Keaton. It's directed by John Lee Hancock. Um, yeah, it's great. It's got Nick Offerman as well. as he's one. Of, I'll, t- I'll tell you about the film first. Okay. It's about the founding of McDonald's. So there's this guy called Ray Kroc who's like a, he's a 
businessman. He's is a salesman. He's a milkshake salesman. Yeah, at this point in his life, he's like in his fifties, and he's he's always looking for the next big thing, sort of thing. He comes across McDonald's restaurant run by two brothers, McDonald's brothers. Yep. And this is the nineteen fifties, and they've developed fast food in a little place in San Bernardino, California. So cool. How crazy is that? Yeah. That we just take it for granted, but obviously someone one day had to sit down and think up, this is what fast food is going to be. All of them are so interesting, like the development from drive-ins mm-hmm. to people having to get out of their cars to yeah. get food is like was like such a huge thing back then. Definitely. But we don't even, don't even think, like, about, think it. about it. So Ray comes across this and loves it and wants to sell it around the world, sell it around America, like franchise the the hell out of it. But the brothers are, you know, don't want to do that. They have some toing and froing and end up um, giving Ray some power to um, franchise the hell out of the place. But then things go bad from bad to worse for the brothers. It's all about the founding of the empire that is McDonald's, which is everywhere these days, isn't it? Mm-hmm. There's like, we could walk to 10 within, you know, walking distance of our place probably, hey? Mm. Crazy. Really awesome film. Um, hasn't got a great reception because Michael Keaton's character, Ray, is a bit of a dickhead. Yeah, it's funny. He's not very likable. Like, he's a bully, really. But you're kind of sort of on his side still. Well, he's he's an entrepreneur, and that's really um, attractive to some people. And I, I, th- I thought what he was doing was quite not, not admirable, but I kind of respected how he was yeah. growing this company. And he had all these great ideas but was get, kept getting pushed back, you know. Because, well, the brothers were certainly quite, I don't know, they were content where they were. They were kind of stuck in their ways, yeah. like didn't really want to do anything. But they had this amazing idea. I, it's one of those tough ones. Like, I don't know. I kind of respected both of them and saw where both of them were coming mm. from. I don't know whose side I was on. Yeah. But I think you said the reason why it hasn't gotten very good reviews or one of the good one of the reasons was because it's not a big uplifting end. Like, not at all. We all kind of – McDonald's is around. Mm. <laughs> we know that that happens. So um, I don't know. It's not that you see it coming, but you kind of understand that in order for us to be able to walk to Macca's in 10 minutes, something has had to happen to make Mm. that a possibility. Macca's gets a bit of a bad rap in a lot of places with fast food and childhood obesity and stuff. But I don't know. What do you think of that? It's not not compulsory to go to McDonald's, is it? No, it's not compulsory to go to McDonald's. I think they're like, they do target children sometimes with Happy Meals and stuff, but... Kids are going to want Maccas no matter what, aren't they? Like, I just think it's strange. I think it's strange, like, banning your child from something and I don't know. I think anything in moderation is fine. We yeah, have it not, as a treat. It's not an everyday meal. No. Obviously, if you have it as every meal every day, you're going to get, you know, yeah. sick. Wasn't that a great revelation, a revelation by that documentary? <laughs> um, yeah, I think they do a lot for charity and, like, run a McDonald house and stuff. Like, mm. I don't know. I'm not a shill for McDonald's or anything, but... I don't think it's quite as bad as it will say. But regardless of what you think about the, you know, about Macca's itself, the movie is an interesting take on kind of um, entrepreneurialism. Yeah. And I I don't know, just the development of a company and seeing how it all works. I was Mm. really interested. I had no idea that kind of stuff went into it. And, you know, what goes into franchising something. And It's similar to the social network. And sort of the rise of a big company and and the leader of that company being a bit of a 
asshole. Yeah. But it's that's the problem with um, business and especially in America that you have to be an asshole to get ahead. That's the thing. So, I think even Ray says that in the film that you have to be prepared that if your competitor's drowning, not mm. to save them. You know, you have to be ruthless mm-hmm. in business. I think that's what's tricky. In order for this to happen, he had to be a bit of a dickhead. Yeah. But it's hard. Well, that's what capitalism you know. is about. You know, yeah. It's not about charity, unfortunately. Um, but, yeah, as we said in the opening, it makes Maccas look really inviting. It does. <laughs> Especially, like, the system they have, they have, like, a Lazy Susan sort of thing where they put the sauce on the burgers. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to eat all of them up. <laughs> it looked really nice. It's just so... I want to research this a bit more to see what truth there was to it, but it sounds like, you know, there was so much planning and development into making the first McDonald's work how it did. And I just think the way that it's shown in the film, like if that's what actually happened, that is incredible that these Mm. guys did that. Like the whole tennis court thing, I just think, Mm. holy crap. I I can't imagine people these days wanting to start a business doing that. Yeah. Putting that much effort and hard work and like oh, on the ground stuff into it. They don't have to because he's already done it. They need to tinker with That's it. That's very you know? true, yeah. It's funny how here in Australia that, that Maccas has become it's sort of almost an Australian sort of thing, even though it's very much American mm. restaurant, but Maccas in particular in some of the like doing a Maccas run and stuff like that, it's become yeah. almost Australian in a way. Well, it's advertised here as Maccas, not McDonald's. Yeah, exactly. So I remember when I was overseas I'd say to people, do you just want to get some Maccas for lunch? And they'd be like, what? They'd have no idea what it was because mm. they call it Mickey D's over there. That's weird. I know, right? <laughs> but it's interesting that something so global can still be culturally sort of appropriated to each mm. area. It's definitely a universal sort of thing. But isn't that, that strange that such an American restaurant has become an Australian thing as well? Like, shouldn't we have our own places like you know, well, yeah, we do kind of, but yeah, I just think that speaks to the power of McDonald's and the brand that McDonald's is, though, mm. that it speaks to every it's culture. Globalized, yeah. yeah. Um, I thought the film was really interesting. It it's very yellow in tone. Did you notice that color wise? Mm-hmm. It was very maybe the golden arches. Yeah, it was kind of like a, a glow on everything. Yeah, a haze. This is a mock heat and great. Oh my god, he's amazing. I just want to watch Birdman again. Yeah, after watching this. <laughs> Can't wait for him to be the vulture in um, the new Spider-Man. Mm. He's a great actor. BJ Novak's in it as well. Laura Dern. Linda Cardellini was in it, and she's um she was the main girl in Freaks and Geeks. Oh, okay. And now she's all grown up. Uh, she's been in other stuff. I just haven't <laughs> seen her really since then. She's in um, Mad Men apparently, but yeah. The film just makes me want to go back to like 1950s and go on a drive-in mm. and have people deliver food to my car window. Well, it's a real big thing in lots of movies from that time. It's in American Graffiti, they do that. It's all about the drive-in and stuff. Mm. Um, it's funny how they they wanted to make McDonald's a family restaurant as opposed to the drive-ins, which were all about teenagers. Oh, yeah. They say you don't want teenagers hanging around, mm. you know, if they knew what Macca's was today. <laughs> teenagers are their main customer. Well, yeah, still a family restaurant, though, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Apparently it was a big thing that there was a Macca's in the area back in those days mm. because... Like, even though the film shows how it expanded, it didn't expand everywhere all at once. And I read an interview with Michael Keaton, and he said when he was growing up, people would go trips, like, drive hours to go to McDonald's. Really? Yeah. Wow. It was a big thing. And now, for some, a lot of people, it's just like, if you can't bother cooking, yeah. if you're you know, <laughs> Running late, late at night or something, yeah. you just get Maccas. 
It's interesting that something that these people worked so hard in has just become a way of life and mm. take it a bit for granted today. Mm. I liked the direction of the film. I thought it was, it kind of made McDonald's look beautiful and magical. And I guess that reflects Ray's character when he sees it, just wants to be a part of it because it's this thing that he mm. sees potential in. And it's like a lot to do about following your dreams. And what do you do if you know you're doing the right thing, but everyone else thinks that it's wrong but you know that you have to do it it's but also the cost of what following those dreams can take sometimes because yeah. he um he ruined a lot of people's lives along the way yeah mm. interesting though I, I like those stories about people who are in their 50s and 60s and then and then think you know what i'm not finished yet i'm not dead yet i'm gonna go start a new career yeah it's crazy it's interesting yeah. isn't it i really loved this film i thought mm. it was really really great i've watched it again definitely there's a really awesome sequence as well where the two McDonald's brothers talk about how they started. Yeah, that, that whole sort of montage oh. bit was pretty cool. It's so well done. So, so well done. It's done kind of in flashbacks, like as they're telling mm. the story to Ray, we actually see it happen and it's just mm -hmm. it's beautifully timed. Like it just hits all the right beats. Mm. I know I liked it. I don't know why people didn't like it. I thought it was great. Yeah, I thought it was really great too. What would you rate it out of Sam's? Probably a good four out of five. Yeah, I'd give four out of five, I think. Approaching five, but... What would you take the point off for, then? I don't really know. It was just... It's hard to give a film five out of five if you don't like the characters, you know? Mm-hmm, fair enough. And I think... I don't know, there's something about biopics where they have to change some things and when you go read about it and you find what they changed, sometimes that annoys me a bit. Yeah. But that's part of the process, isn't it, making a two-hour film about someone's life, but... Yeah. And Laura Dern's character didn't have much to do, so. Well, now that we've talked about it, I want to go get Maccas for lunch. Can I Maccas for lunch? Maybe. <laughs> we'll see how we go. <laughs> we all know what that means, everyone. <laughs> Just for the record, normally it's me wanting takeaway all the time and having to ask Lonnie. Maybe we, we can, there's still some stuff we can make our own homemade Maccas. See, everyone, do you see what happens? Let's make a healthy version of the takeaway. Let's not get takeaway. I would eat takeaway like every night, ever. This is the person who just said everything in moderation. <laughs> everything in moderation is fine. It's not an everyday food. I just love takeaway. <laughs> Doesn't have to be bad takeaway. Could be Thai, Chinese, pizza, Maccas. <laughs> I just like not having the dishes, so yeah. I'm yeah. That. All right, go see The Founder if it's still on. By Tommy put this up. If not, wait for the DVD. I think I'd buy it on DVD when yeah, it comes out. Pretty good, eh? I'd watch it again. Hmm. I think it's a good go-to movie, you know? Hmm. You know when you're in that mood and you don't know what you want to watch? Happens to me all the time. Hmm. But I think the founder's like a good go-to one. I agree. I don't know what that means, but okay. there you go. <laughs> a good dependable movie. Yeah. But like Mac as itself. Yes. <laughs> All right, everybody, thank you for listening. If you like this podcast, give us a rating, review, like, tell your friends, or just keep doing what you're doing, which is nothing. Thanks. Oh, my God, Lonnie. Well, you know, we're not millionaires yet, are we? Are you saying they could put a bit of effort in? Well, they, well we're putting lots of effort in. <laughs> this is like our 31st podcast. What are they doing? Nothing. <laughs> Sorry about him. <laughs> thank you for listening. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.